Hey, everybody. Welcome to another version of or another episode of Every Damn Day. Today, we have uh, Megan Miller with the Creative Dying uh, uh, project or company uh, on the screen with us to ask her some questions. How are you doing today, Megan? I am doing good. Glad to be here. Where are you at? I'm in it. Madison, Wisconsin now. So I, I used to be at the Fledge in person, and I'm so glad to be able to still participate virtually. Yeah, and I think uh, COVID was good for us in that regard, that it gave us these mechanisms to do this more often. Mm -hmm. And so then when you moved, it was like you were still down the street. Exactly. So, And you participated in 99 Problems, but a pitch ain't one this morning. Yes, um, I think it's my third or fourth pitch there, but every time it's been like exponentially more comfortable, more clear. So thanks for putting that out there. Yeah, of course. You did a really good job this morning and I thought it was, uh, you engaged with the crowd really well um, with the, uh, um, you know, 9-11 and all of that happening today and then what you're doing and then what, you know, Mr. Bob Pena said was, uh, I thought really warm and great. So why don't you, uh, you know, we're letting everybody kind of hang on here and see what the Creative Dying Project is. Why don't you tell everybody a little bit, a bit about you and about the project? Mm -hmm. Yes, thanks. So I, I've been interested in death for quite a while since I was pretty young. And I had I've personally had the opportunity to be um, around friends and family members who are near the end of their lives. And then also in my professional work, I'm a registered nurse. And so I've had the chance to work in hospice and palliative care and see how we made amazing strides in end of life care. But I think there's still a lot we can do to bring some more humanity to it, bring more authenticity to it. So what Creative Dying is, is um, basically a project to start conversations about death, to help facilitate end-of-life planning and um, get more tools out there to get people planning for the end of their own lives. And then our longer-term goal is to actually establish a hospice center or a network of hospice centers that are inclusive because right now a lot of people don't have access to high-quality end-of-life care that are community-based. So that means um, we're helping care for one another. We're not outsourcing our end-of-life care to other people. Of course, we need professionals involved, but we can do ourselves, um, help care for our loved ones. And then also psychedelic friendly. So we want places where people can actually go and if they choose have psychedelic experiences, it can be helpful for the way we relate to death. And also creative dying centers, what I envision, is a place that feels like home, that's really comfortable. It's not so sterile like a medical center or a hospice or excuse me a hospital would be it's really like welcoming and comforting there the uh you know you you really talk in my language when you talk about the healthcare and us kind of being engaged with the healthcare. Mm -hmm. i like to think of and and i know you do too that this holistic view of how we heal and how we take care of each other. And a lot of times people will point to the hospitals and say, that's our healthcare system, but really that's our medical delivery system. There's a whole other, you know, part of the universe that, 
isn't medical delivery that is part of our healthcare. And I really love that about what you're doing. And the other thing is, you know, you're always thinking about trying to stay alive and, and, you know, live longer and all of that, but you're also, you're putting death as part of the experience of life. And uh, I think it makes it, you could see people this morning having less fear. Mm. Yes. And we have, in my palliative care work, we've gone in to see people um, who are like, have these serious conditions. And a lot of people would say, no, I don't need that type of care. I'm not dying. And I always joke like, well, who, who is and who isn't? Because there's not such a hard line between that. And also like we can live fully. We can have really juicy lives right up until the last moment. So that's what we're trying to do as well is help people see like you don't just kind of throw up your hands and while well, I'm on the way out, so I'm not going to like do anything or enjoy my time, but we can actually make that time that we do have just as full and as rich as possible. And I also want to talk just a moment about like the hospital model is like the acute care. So like if I get in an accident, like I'm going to want to go there and get what they have to offer. That's for sure. But a lot of deaths now, they aren't emergency things. Like they're a natural process that our bodies are going through. So they don't have to be cared for in an emergency type way. Yeah, I love this project. Mm -hmm. um, what made you start wanting to really, was there a, an event that just triggered it and you're like, I got to do this or, mm -hmm. you know, that you had some epiphany one day or some experience? So when I was in fourth grade, I believe I had a good friend, my sister and I had a good friend who died from cancer. And so we got to be there and like see the whole trajectory of that experience. And although it was a terrible circumstances were terrible she was able to be at home she was able to be surrounded by her loved ones she was able to get really good care and so that got me interested in death in this place and just like really thinking about um what might have happened like where she might have gone as a child and also like fast forward to being around my grandpa during his death it was very medicalized it was very like more of an emergency situation, but it didn't need to be. I think that we were all really like hesitant to, I didn't know that there were other ways to do it. So it was like in a hospital with all the tubes and machines and things. And through seeing different types of deaths, I realized that by not talking about it, by not planning for it, we get into some really tricky situations and um, if we don't plan for death, we're not going to have the death that we want or a good death or a um, really meaningful experience near the end of life. So that made me feel inspired to actually do something about it. I also do research, which is more like uh, what feels like kind of like behind the scenes, but not as much like on the ground making changes. So doing that along with the Creative Dying Project is really nice. It's it's so awesome. Uh, that question was from Katie Kelly, who was uh, her power and passion project was on the uh, every damn day yesterday. And we're starting a new tradition. So now uh, tomorrow, Shannon Norris, my wife um, with Art is Dead, will be on every damn day. If you could ask her a question, what would that question be? 
So I'd like to ask Shannon, right when you said this, I got excited because she, she's got such amazing experiences. So I would like to hear about, um, like if she could make one big change in the world, what would that be and what would that look like? And I just think because she's out there navigating the virtual school system right now, I imagine she's got some interesting perspectives. Yeah. So in this tradition, and we've got about a minute and a half left, mm -hmm. uh, you have to answer that question yourself too. <laughs> yeah. See, that's trickier. So <laughs> I've got a whole list of things, but what comes to me right now, especially related to creative dying, is that my big change would be that everybody has access to good quality healthcare. And that includes not just sick care, but actually supporting our well-being and helping us have really comfortable, meaningful end of life experiences. That's awesome. Your project's awesome. Uh, thank you for coming on every damn day. Um, it is, uh, you were in the room when we birthed the, this project a few days ago. Um, and every damn day airs every damn day at 2 p.m. And tomorrow's going to be uh, Mrs. Uh, Shannon Norris and Art is Dead. And thank you very much, Meg. This was thank awesome. You. And we'll be talking. Probably right. see you tomorrow morning. <laughs> All right. See ya.